0: Welcome, welcome to another 15 for 30 podcast here on Balls.ie with me, Mick McCarthy. 15 for 30, our weekly GA series here on Balls.ie where we get you, the public, to vote for the best County 15 of the last 30 years from your county. We have done eight so far. We are doing a ninth today with the county of Wexford and their hurlers. Wexford, of course, the 1996 All-Ireland Champions. They're also the current Leinster Senior Hurling Champions. And we're very, very unlucky not to be in the 2019 All-Ireland final. So looking back on their 30 years from 1990 to 2019 is gonna be an interesting one. lot of up years a lot of down years let's be honest as well which hasn't always been the case with all the teams that we spoke about so far so very interesting to um, examine that go through it people have been voting in their droves already and we're looking forward to it more if you want to vote for your 15 for thirty, your best Wexford 15 from 1990 to 2019 simply get on to Ballsley right now go to the GEA section and vote for your Wexford 15 very easy to do. Voting is open until Friday. We'll announce the winners on Friday evening. Today on the show, we're going to, as we always do, speak to somebody from the county involved. And we've got a brilliant guest today. We've got former Wexford captain, Dermot Ling, uh, a contender for this team, no doubt. Somebody who played all the way through from 2004, I think, until 2010 um for his county was captain of course played in a lot of leinster finals um uh, not always the greatest era of um wexford hurling uh you know probably always missing a couple of players but there were some very very good players in dearman's teams and it'll be interesting to see what he has to say about them versus the 96 guys versus the new guys under david fitzgerald so a lot to talk about there and we'll get to his 15 for 30 in just a couple of minutes before we do that though i just want to reflect on last week's show where we um, we spoke to Morris and PJ um, uh, about their Kerry teams, but we had an unbelievable amount of votes for the Kerry football team um, for their 15 fraternity, the most we've had of anybody. We had both the most votes we've ever had for anybody and the second most votes we had for anybody in uh Colin Cooper and Declan O'Sullivan who was actually second. Um, Declan O'Sullivan obviously a great player I don't mean to sound so surprised but I'd say people to him to be second overall in such a prestigious and celebrated and decorated county as Kerry is a little bit of a surprise but I will run through the team for you now that the public voted for in goals was Dermot Murphy a full back line of Mark O'Shea, Mike McCarthy and Thomas O'Sullivan a half back line of Tomas O'Shea, Seamus Moynihan, and Aidan O'Mahony, midfield of Dara O'Shea and David Moran, uh, half forward line of Paul Galvin, Declan Sullivan, and Morris Fitzgerald, who made it into the half forward line in the end, um, an overabundance of full forwards, as is, as is often the case on this uh, this particular series. Uh, no surprise that Colin Cooper is at number 13 alongside Kieran Donahy and David Clifford, who uh, has only spent two years. Playing of the thirty, playing senior football for Kerry, but what two years they were two all stars in two years uh, for the young man. He beats out Mike Frank Russell, who was next in the voting. Also, different players like Dunica Walsh, who got a lot, a lot of votes, a lot of deserved votes um, in there as well. Paul Gainey. James O'Donoghue, a former footballer of the year, who finished way down the voting, I think um, 22nd or something like that. So it just goes to show you the strength and depth that's in, it, in a place like Kerry. It's a different story in Wexford. We'll be turned back to Hurling now in a minute. Um, but then again, some brilliant players to talk about. It's going to be a lot of Liam Griffin talk. It's going to be a lot of 96 talk. It's going to be a lot of Davey Fitz talk, but there was a lot in between as well. So let's chat now to Dermot Ling. Right, I'm delighted to say I'm joined by former Wexford captain and uh, my old off-the-ball buddy, uh, David Ling. How are you getting on, Dermot? Pretty good, Michael. All is good. That's good, that's good. Well, listen, thanks for doing this. Uh, You know, I I, I have had a sneak at uh, some of the votes that have come in over the first two days of voting on the Wexford 15 for 30, and I can confirm that there is a few votes for uh, D-Ling A G Ling, a Gizzy Ling, Giz. You're going to be one of those people that's going to be a pain in the arse to count, actually, when I go into them, because I'll have to put in a few, I'll have to. You know, a lot, yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah. are just going with Gizzy or a lot of people are going with Dermot Ling or D Ling. Well,
1: I put myself I in the center back and captain anyway, so uh, <laughs> whatever way the votes go, I, I, I put myself right in the middle of it.
0: Yeah, well, David Brady didn't put himself in his own team, <laughs> neither did Shane McGrath. I'm trying to think of who else we had. Uh, nobody's actually had the balls to do it so far, so I'm hoping yeah, you're like, the first. Who I'm would, who do, would it.
1: do it? So yeah, midfield,
0: maybe, there's probably a place there. Um Anyway, we'll get to your team in a few minutes. There, uh, but I just wanted like—I was, I was laying it out there. And when I was writing the kind of the the piece to kind of kick this off on Monday, it dawned on me like that. Wexford are unique in the counties that we've done so far in that some of them kind of, you know, Waterford are an example of like maybe had their lowest of the low at the start of this thirty-year period. You know, in '93 they lost to Kerry, they rose up in '98 to a Munster final, and kind of kicked on from there and are still mm. relevant today. Um, you know, others might have, might have kind of like uh, had a few peak and troughs. But Wexford were funny in that like in the early 90s, a good team that kept getting caught by the eventual All-Ireland champions had that big breakthrough. In 96, one of the most famous All-Ireland teams of all time. <coughs> then slips off kind of from 98, 99 on. Um, maybe in 04, there was a kind of a, a rally, you know, when you come onto the panel by beating Kilkenny at that time, but ultimately by the end of the, two, the 2000s into the 2010s, it's in the doldrums and you're worried, are they going the way of Offaly all of a mm-hmm. sudden to kind of come back now and, and that we're in a unique situation where we're almost at a peak here. There's an argument that 2019, it definitely was the most successful, second most successful year of the 30 years in that, you know, they're very, very, very close to an all Ireland final and could even turn out to be as good as, as good as, if not better than the, the, 1996 so we're in a unique period here where we're going to have a lot of players to judge that we don't really know how their career is 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 actually going to turn out but you know Mm
1: -hmm.
0: would we have even been doing Wexford if some of these young players and David Fitzgerald didn't come along you know what I mean it it is it's it's one to think about how much can change over the space of just really 30 short years you know
1: yeah yeah i mean it's a fine line and it's it's grand now to look back and say well, you exactly. know what, what what would have been and what could have happened and everything else but let me tell you, like, when you're in the middle of it, when you're in the middle of it in, in oh, I, think, I suppose, the start in oh, 08, 09, 10, 11, I was kind of looking in from the outside. But at that stage, like, when we were getting relegated in the league and the league structure was changed we didn't get back up, even though we qualified to go back up, uh, that kind of happened, a couple of things, and things went against us. And I remember thinking, seeing Offley slipping a little bit, Dublin were on the rise. Uh, it, there were kind of, the GA were... You got the sense that they were taking the steps to to um, you, you couldn't plumb us teams anymore. I think Offley were relegated one year, and they kind of said, "Well, look at it. if you relegate us, we're going to lose hurling in the county." And so they just kind of they just kind of changed the rules and said, "Okay, well, we won't relegate you then. That's fine because we don't want that to happen." But then they were kind of maybe saying that well, hurling isn't very big in the other. You know, it's not very big in 14 counties and it's very strong in eight and there's a kind of a middle a middle cohort then. So maybe we just need to define these things in order to change it. And we can't plumb off people anymore. And I felt at that, that time, as that was beginning to be discussed in seven, eight, nine, ten, <clears> 10, <throat> that we were going to lose out, uh, mm. that we were going to suffer that. And we had one year, geez, we played in a relegation. I mean, we played in a relegation from the Lee McCarthy Cup with Claire Offaly and Antrim. And we pulled out of it. We said, no, we weren't playing it. And the reason I was pulling out of it was because I feared that we would be bet. I feared that we could lose on a, on a, on a, on a, in, a in a crunch game to, to, to Antrim or Antrim could beat Offaly and, and Offaly could, could, could beat us. And we'd be relegated from the Lee McCarthy cup. And then at the time, Wexford football was going very well. So then you've just got a mass exodus of mm. talented hurlers who would have gone and played football. Maybe, uh, and that, And that was what you were kind of staring at. Now it was defeatist and fearful and negative thinking in some ways, but it actually wasn't far away. Like, so to be talking now, you know, and seeing where the lads are at now like in the top, they're, they're, they're some of these fellas, like they're at the top of the game, you know they're at the very, very top. Yeah. and they were very, very close at uh, pulling something spectacular off last year. But Genie Mac like <clears throat> that's rooted in uh that's that that they they were they were there there was some there was some tough times there definitely. Uh yeah. Just in just in preserving a game, like you know, a pres- like very sincerely preserving a game in a place like this is not this is not like headline stuff or this is not like just just thinking about your game not being played in your area uh, with the same intensity that you grew up and it being played in, for example, or yeah. what you expected it to be. Like that was a really, and to be in, under your under your watch, like, you know, oh, Jesus, heartbreaking to think about it at the time. Sure. Um, so we've come out of it and the boys have kicked on and Davy came in and the whole wonderly wagon took off <laughs> and all of the Wexford fans are back and things were going well, so that's, yeah, that's just, that's great. When you've
0: seen the crowd in Wexford Park, I think it was a Saturday night when they finally beat Kilkenny for the first time since 04 mm. in and 17, I think it was, and I just remember thinking that night, I remember watching them against Dublin maybe two years before, similar Saturday night, similar summer's evening, and there being kind of nobody there, you know, the you know the way the sun shines into Wexford Park on a Saturday mm. evening, it's such a beautiful sight, but, the crowd—it needs to be full for it, you know. And yeah. it was just two different. It was like it was as if two different counties. Like the fans are there, the passion is there, and the players are <sighs> there most of the time. But it is—it's it's something about. I. It's something that I can't put my finger on, but maybe you can, as a Wexford person. Why sometimes that needs a rally and call, or a Liam Griffin, or a David Fitzgerald, or or am I just talking? Is it just coincidence that I that that's the case?
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, there's great talk over the last couple of years about the Wexford fans, and the Wexford fans are are, are fantastic on, on their day, the same as the Wexford team, but when the Wexford team aren't on their day, the fans aren't to be seen. I mean wexford fans might not like that but that's we we play we played in it like you know uh when there was nobody coming to games and i maybe if i was a fan of the time maybe i wouldn't have gone to the games either because i didn't see anything that i could identify with as a wexford person as that's something i aspire to be like when i looked at i don't know when i looked at george o'connor and these fellas in the 80s like i looked at them and thought that's what a wexford man is that's brilliant to know that that's what's possible for me you know and we were turning out performances at the time that okay i think maybe very unlucky in some respects with how strong the Kenny were at the time. Yeah. But we were also churning out performances that were like were lacklustre and poor and lacked heart. Uh, and that was maybe something that they didn't want to identify with or they didn't want to follow that. And sure, I suppose you couldn't really blame them for that. That's fair enough. Um, now, uh, uh, there was a strange thing used to happen in Wexford Park. Like And you describe it so well. But when that place isn't full... I remember playing in games there, and you know, something, a mistake could be made somewhere, someone would do something stupid, and you'd hear this groan out of the, out of the stands. And the groan wasn't just an audible sound that wasn't connected to something. That groan had its roots in why are we so bad? What's wrong yeah. with us? And we yeah. could and we could feel that in the field. So our yeah. hardest games were in Wexler Park. I always felt because I just felt we disappointed. Wexer people so much And it was a terrible Terrible feeling But Then along comes Somebody uh, Who seems to Who seems to just Restore belief Or instill belief Or even suggest That something like belief Is possible And Liam Griffin did it uh, So brilliantly I Davy Fitz I mean I'm never. I'm just not a big. I wouldn't be a huge fan of outside managers managing different county teams yeah. coming in. And I'm. I, and I would be. I wouldn't be a big fan of celebrity type uh, worship of any kind. And so sometimes I think that Fitzy came in and it was this big deal because Davy Fitz came in and he had some of the players. And I would have been critical of them, I suppose, in some respects because I thought that uh, Lean Don had a certain cohort of players. And pretty much all the same players were the following year, but now Davey Fitz had come in, and all of a sudden everybody's performances were up. And, and And I always thought, like you know, you have your own relationship with the game, and you have to be, you have to be always preparing yourself to be the best you can be, and it shouldn't matter too much who's managing. And yet, it seemed to matter a huge amount who was managing because their performance went from being quite poor to, to exceptional in a very short time, and they managed to mm. keep that going. So. I yeah it's a uh, and then a little bit of momentum is a is a magical thing uh, yeah. and then being Kilkenny in Wexford Park is a magical thing and all of a sudden you're on a bit of a roll and uh and and the fans have have returned and are now being called the best fans in the country they are, um, yeah and 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 maybe like the Wexford hurlers on their day maybe they are mm. uh, but but I think it's I think it's impor- I think it's fine kind of fair to say that they're not as well like you know, yeah. they yeah. they le- they left at a time when we probably needed fans an awful lot. Uh and it- but I understand why you do
0: that. Like, yeah. You'd have to say that dichotomy is probably there with a lot of counties. I know that Clare fans are definitely like that. I know that Cork fans are probably the best example of that in the world. You know, like there's nothing yeah, like yeah. The, the the red that completely takes over Turles, you know, when they're in a Munster final, there isn't there a lot of the time either. But so, so look, I've, I've kind of accidentally started this on a, <laughs> on a negative run, And it is a celebration because we're talking about the best 15 hurlers over the last 30 years. And I think once we get to your teams when you do feel like, uh, there is like it actually was still lots to celebrate in there and lots of like unique and brilliant hurlers that that you know come along once in a lifetime. But you know, some of those did play in your kind of teams as well, and we shouldn't underestimate that. Like that, you that you did have your days as well. Like you know, I think you played in four Leinster finals in a row and did come up against the greatest team of all time as well. Maybe you didn't kind of fulfill your potential once it kind of got onto the next stage into the quarterfinals or semifinals as well. Mm. But. Uh, you know, I do think that it, I do think it's worth mentioning that that Kilkenny team did come around at the same time as we're talking about these doldrums you know. But um,
1: yeah, like that's and, and it is. It is like when you like I remember two thousand and seven. We put in a magnificent effort, and it was so honest, and it was so much integrity. And Padraig Murphy was man, was was doing training with us, and John Miller was in his first year, and it was just fantastic. And everyone was training so hard, and we did well in the league. I think we drew a Cork and in Parky Cleave. We were we beat Galway, and they all and the league quarter final Mackie Kenny in the league semi-final 10 point beat and we came in did well in Leinster Leinster final again Kilkenny Kenny bet by 12 points rallied against Tipperary uh, and bet Tipperary and um, they were going through their own stuff probably at the time but bet them nevertheless and then uh, played against Kilkenny, and were maybe bet by 16 points again and when you've Worked so hard, like, and you think everything's going so well, and then to be beaten, not really realise at the time that this was the greatest Kenny team of all time. Yeah. But when you're beaten like that, again and again and again in a year where you've put in a huge effort, you couldn't really blame fellas for for not fulfilling their potential in a way, or for them thinking, Ara, "Look, I'm just not good at this thing. Maybe I go off and do something else, or maybe I won't take it so seriously, or whatever." Because yeah. There's lads up there all beating the hell out of you. You know, that's understandable. Uh, but there are brilliant I like there it's it was lovely to do this uh, actually today because yeah. I got to reflect on some of the fellas that I played with. Uh, and as high as the lads are today, there's lads, it's an interesting, it's a really interesting idea to do this anyway and it's all. it'll be forever debated, you know, basketball players, footballers, soccer players, whatever, who's the best, how do you manage, how do you decide who the best in that is? I mean, who would you go into battle with? Like, that's the question. Yeah. Who do you want yeah. by your side? Who are the most skillful fellas? Who are the fellas who are the best track after the game? Because those fellas are crucial too, you know? So it's yeah. like... It's, it's, this so collection, hard, it? yeah. it's this collection of different types of players. Yeah. And so uh, for Balls.ie, obviously, uh, you'd be hoping that like there's a bit of controversy and someone <laughs> says, oh, the D- D- Keefe is overrated. And then everybody comes out and says, no, no, Dio the greatest player ever. And that may be so. But like realistically, there's just so many players you want to pick from uh, that sure it's always going to be controversial. Oh, that's so, it
0: you're always going to leave people out that you that you don't want to leave out either, but there's only 15 places and that's the hard thing about it. And that's what the fun yeah. thing about it as well is like, you know, you could take a player like um, Tom Dempsey or something like that and you'd say, would he fit into a 2019 team or whatever? But of course yeah. he wouldn't. But that's not to say if he wasn't born 20 years later, his game would be Ugh. completely different and he'd still be yeah. that kind of character and, and player and he would have made, he, you know, I, I always find that it's like, you can only judge people by when they played, not by how
1: they fit in uh,
0: 20 years later, you
1: know? Um, plus, plus, you could be doing this with Tom Dempsey, uh, but you're not. And so if it comes down to between me and Tom Dempsey, for example, for a place, I can say, well, I'm going to pick myself because, <laughs> because, <laughs> I, because I got asked. That's you, Tom. So Yeah. Well, oh, Tom's in my head like, because
0: I saw the I because all he did was score goals in 1996. And I, yeah. <laughs> oh, Yeah. You know, he he's made the commentary career in English uh, out of it. You've made the commentary career in Irish. <laughs> yeah,
1: genie, Mac, Tom Dempsey. Like, for just scoring that goal against Limerick alone, oh, will he ever be like... Yeah, sure.
0: um, we'll, and he won an All-Star that year as well. Um, mm. Right, we'll kick into it. I'm sure there's going to be lots of 96 talk uh, over the course of your team. Um, look, we had... It's so funny, we did Tipperary. It was so obvious who was in goals. We've done a good few of these where it's just. We like, could just skip him
1: if you want. I don't mind even just going straight to number two because I, I mean, like, well, we, we did, did care and
0: it was the same thing. And 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 honestly, the the current Wexford manager got almost every single vote, even though there was an All Ireland mm. winner and other, you know, another really good goalkeepers. And I'm pretty sure that even more deserving is going to be your number one pick for for the
1: Wexford goalkeeper. Am I wrong? No, I mean <laughs> Jamie Mack. It's no offence to anybody else who's played in goal that for Wexford in the last 30 years. I mean. What can you say? Like
0: what yeah. a legend!
1: Like what a a legend, David Fitzhenry. What a goalkeeper! I mean, in a time of great goalkeepers, like mm. we were blessed in that time with great goalkeepers. Yeah, Brendan Cummins and Davy Fitz and Don Logue. and they yeah. all had different strengths. Uh, Brendan Brendan on the shot stop, and Don Logue for the puckouts and game management. Uh, Davy Fitz I mean just for the, being an, o- an overwhelming force of nature in goal uh, yeah. and, and, and for being good at those things as well but I felt Fitz brought all that together and was the best goalkeeper of that generation of that generation of great goalkeepers you know yeah can I ask
0: why actually because I, I, I'll i tell you why I want to know that and I'm like genuinely intrigued because every person the, the people I hear that from are Wexford people who idolise him and other mm. goalkeepers Mm. So when I talk to other inter-county goalkeepers over the years, it's Fitzhenry is the first name that comes <laughs> up. More than Cummins, more than Davey, more than Donalogue, whoever else was around. He was obviously a very, very good shot stopper, but it had to be more than that. Like, Or was it? Like, what, what made him such a good keeper? Do you
1: know, I think his humility... Actually, kind of shines through when I think about that because I think that the rest of them were quite big characters off the field, and for variety of different reasons, or played the game in a certain way. Thinking about Brendan Cummins in particular, for example, like there was something very swashbuckling about Brendan Cummins' whole Mm. demeanour and everything else. Uh, Davy Fitz is this huge character off the field, and it was anger and (laughs) and it was great style. It was. Runs up the field wildness. had all that as well. Great, great, great wildness in him, and then Don Log like had this precision and but 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 was well known for them, was well able to articulate how he felt about the game and all of that stuff. So like they built up quite and they were unsuccessful teams maybe I suppose in a way as well uh, at the time when Wexford weren't as much. David Henry was just kind of calmly, quietly, and humbly going about his business. Yeah. Uh, when he saved great saves, his body did. The exact thing that needed to be done at that time to save the ball and to push it out past the post or out to the side. It was never a time where he made a save that he was aware of himself making the save. And because he was aware of himself making the save, did something that he shouldn't have done. He was all... And that's that's what happens... Like, I I often did it as a player myself. I'd be like going up for a high catch. And as I was going for the high catch, I'd be like, oh, this is me going up for a high catch. Like, this is what I do. This is what I'm good at or whatever it is, you know. You'd be derailed by your own awareness of yourself. Yeah, I never, ever got the sense that David Henry had that. It was just what needs to be done when it needs to be done and can I be in that space all the time. And he fairly much unfailingly was. And also, I think when the big moments came, very rarely did he, did he not stand up to it? Like mm. he was, he was there. Like so, yeah. uh, it's a, it was a nice presence to be around in the dressing room, Fitzy as well. But it, it was just his effectiveness. I think his his humble effectiveness was. Uh, yeah. Given great longevity as well, he played for a long time. But yeah, did, I think yeah. that's what it was. I think that was. I think that's what it was, Mick. For me, that's yeah. what it was. Actually. That's
0: very well, very well. But um, yeah, again, I like not not for the first time. Just the counties that we happen to have done so far. You kind of think that there's probably going to be a borderline unanimous decision uh, with the goalkeeper there. So there's. Not really much surprise, but definitely somebody we're talking about as one of the best goalkeepers of his or any other generation. Your full back line then, uh, Dermot. this is um there's definitely there's a couple of names that stand out to me straight away and 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 then I think there's probably a third place up
1: for grabs. Okay. Well we'll start with the most we'll start with the most certain of them, I suppose. So it was the first name after Fitzy on the on the team sheet and that was Darren Ryan. Yeah. Uh full back. Just for his ability to impose his will on the game from a a position that's quite limited. You know, a midfielder can impose his will almost at will because he's central to so much that's happening. But a full back is like in a very limited position. But Darine's f <laughs> force of a of 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 the force of nature that he is to me at times I felt like the referee was afraid to blow a free against him. Like he was getting away <laughs> with stuff that nobody else would get 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 away with. His big hurl and arm going in. And and I remember talking to Jodine about it actually. Uh I was I was delighted to meet him a couple of years ago. And I just wanted to ask him about Darrell Ryan. I was and I just felt I I felt he'd know. Like you were saying with Davy Fitz, like the goalkeepers know. I'd say forwards around the country who played against Darrell Ryan must know. There was like this four year period where he was he was just, he was, he was imperious. And I thought, Joe jo Dean, because Jodine Dean in 2003, like I can remember him going over his shoulder, dancing left, dancing right, Dara, like he'd a foot and a half underneath Dara to, to move in his little pivot, and he'd be losing fellas left, right, and centre. But Dara Ryan had that reach, and there was a couple of times where Joe turned back inside onto his right after trying to slip Dara on the left, and out of nowhere, this big, like, <laughs> this ranging hurl comes over and over and just gets the very top of the ball and Joe Dean was thinking what am I, I mean, is this an octopus I'm marking like what's yeah. happening and he was brilliant on him that day and Joe said as much like he just said like what a what a force like what a hurler um, so Dar Ryan will be full back unquestionably yeah
0: yeah, perfect I, I'm
1: I'm, yeah. I, I'm, um, I'm I'm putting Liam Ryan in because I feel like he's I, I, there's, I think he's following in the very same footsteps as Darr Ryan mm. uh, a cornerback, not maybe his, not as strong, plays a cornerback at times, not maybe as strong, but I feel like he has that domineering presence of a fullback. And because he plays a corner and we have this flexibility, like with the All Stars and stuff, that we can just, yeah, exactly, on.
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's makes sense. That's what we go with, you know, we let <laughs> people vote where they want And Once it makes somewhat sense, they'll, they'll we'll slot the, the most popular. Yeah, in. I saw Liam yeah. Ryan play in the, uh, I think it was the first time I saw him live, would have been the 2014 under-21 final against Clare mm. and obviously Clare won the three in a row that day and that's right, that's like right. there was funny enough Jack Guiney is probably a name that's not going to come up here because of what's going to happen since but it was him Connor McDonald, and Liam Ryan like stood out a mile but Liam Ryan even more so than the other two lads you know what I mean just as this kind of like as you said almost a domineering presence and you're thinking to yourself straight away you go god geez Wexford the founder fullback.
1: Yeah. For the next yeah. and I think
0: I think he was already kind of well known and probably on the senior team and all at that stage. And I think you, like you know, people in Mexico would have known him for a good while. But I remember yeah. just thinking to myself, like, we're gonna see this guy for the next ten, fifteen years here. You know, he yeah. is he's the business like um
1: you know, <clears throat> I think we talked about it before at one stage, uh and off the ball, I'm not sure, but I remember reading this thing about uh, Maradona in 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 uh, in Argentina, you know that that they had this. The Argentinians have this idea of a footballer, and he's a god, like a deity of a footballer. That's mm. how obviously intense they are about it, and they mix up with religion and everything else. But they have this god-like footballer, and he's the shape, a certain shape. And Maradona came along like a kind of a a footballing Dalai Lama. Like he came along, and he was the shape that they were looking for, and he became you know, the the story uh, speaks yeah. for itself. one of the greatest footballers of all time. And some hurlers I feel step into that shape as well. And I think like Darrell Ryan is a this tall, rangy, strong full back, just like you're saying, when I saw Liam Ryan, I was like, Oh my God, brilliant. We've happened on another one. Yeah. How how could like, cause in a place like Wexford you could go twenty more years without finding him. Mm, uh, that type yeah. that that type of player is the type of player that he is. It's the the, the strength and the length and the imposition of his will on the game is a very, very rare uh, kind of commodity for a back. And I think that I was delighted when Liam Ryan came along. She's what a brilliant player.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, who have you gone for in the other corner then?
1: <clears throat> the, other, the other fella in in the other corners. there's a little bit of a selfish reason for this one. But uh, I remember playing in 2007 against Tipperary uh, in 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 Crow Park, and I was I was carrying a, an injury. Actually, having gone into the cryotherapy chamber, that nearly killed me. Uh, and I was playing against Tipperary uh, a couple of weeks later, and Colum Keogh was doing the hurls with us. Callum Keogh and Adrian Fenlon and Roy McCarthy. and I was even though I was like twenty five at the time, like so I was like a child to see the boys in the dressing room. I thought this was the greatest thing ever, like you know. And Colum Keogh was over beside me, and he was. <clears throat> I could feel him for the whole game. He was saying a couple of things, shouting every now and then, but you'd hear so little in Crow Park anyway, it didn't really matter. But I could feel his presence for the whole thing. It was like it was like he was cornerback behind me and he was just doing the hurryers yeah. beside me. Like it was amazing. I, I often I often thought about and wondered what the hell does that fella have? But on the field as well, a little bit like Fitzy, uh an an and unbelievable humility. Like the most humble character that you'd ever meet and the most effective cornerback for it uh and a great great wit as well uh for the dressing room which is and those fellas have to have their that 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 that, that aspect of a player is so valuable to a team as well mm. like you know? uh, yeah. and he had that he had that rare uh humility but a lovely wit that went with it that made him just this, a solidity Like a certainty If the ball's going in You can kind of That's Yeah that'll be dealt with Like you know That's not yeah. going to be There's going to be no messing around there That's going to be dealt with So I That's what you want for, In the corner for, Yeah Yeah, Ferdi is uh, a cloudy man And a good fella uh, And he's Yeah he'd, he'd be corner, He's your corner
0: Okay very good So we move on to the half back line now Um, <clears> Yeah you've got a You've got a three time all star In this line uh, Over the last 30 years And um. And a couple of other choices to make. I have a feeling this is going to be 96 heavy, but I could be wrong. Could yeah, be
1: wrong. yeah, yeah. I mean, he leaned on like, he leaned on as a harder, like, yeah, yeah. He's the
0: three time All Star, just in case anyone's wondering.
1: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, he retired me, so I'm like, I know he don't did. <laughs> 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 but Air Rider retired me as well. He was dead, right? Um, yeah, like, it's just one of those things, like, I, the 90s, like, you, he, there was, a, so it was just a particular time, like, from 1990 on, like, Liam Don yeah, looking back at some of the games, too, like, he was just doing stuff, he was just doing brilliant, brilliant stuff, and sometimes he gets a little bit of a hard time, I think, that's why he was dirty in the sending offs and everything else, and I think that's, mis-, mis misrepresents me, maybe it's his own fault for the book being kind of focused on that aspect of him a little yeah. bit more. And the fact that he was a joyous hurler Like he was a joyous yeah. hurler You could see him down the wing I feel like in, in just in 96 Like you know There was a great passage of play Where he was coming out Under the under the old Hogan stand And he was a, it, You knew like I think the whole world knew That he was going to sidestep Inside to the left And there was like This little grin on his face As he was soloing and, and somebody came in To mill him over the line Or whatever And sure Before your man was even thinking About milling being done He was after sidestepping inside And was clearing the ball up the field And it was just it was the it was the grin like it was the grin you yeah. know that i know this game well enough to know that what you're trying to do i'm going to make I, you're not going to get me like you know um he was brilliant he was brilliant and he just, at a time when the the all stars were were hard to come by in mike sardifioni we didn't we didn't get very far in those in a lot of those years so mm. he he gave great performances like uh and yeah he he was i marked him in a in a Purple Stars game. I remember when I started off, two thousand and three or two thousand and two, maybe I'm not sure. Uh, whenever that started, and I got one of those Purple Stars with the club, and he was playing for Wexford. I think, um and I was delighted to be on the same field as him. You know, delighted yeah. to be on the same field as him. Like what a what a what a player.
0: You must have hurled him off the park that day, and that's why he took his revenge on you a few years later. Then. <laughs> <laughs> he, he
1: got on to me. He got he got on to me. All right for 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 making too many runs, making too many solo runs and runs. Of ball. Yeah, geez, he I,
0: was pushing on at that stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was but,
1: but that was that was her. That that was her. That rose and fall. He was pushing <laughs> on at that stage. The yeah. other wing. The other wing is um, a fella who of, of the current crop, like phew, Genie Mac. Like he's just dear markeef has been mm. so so solid i mean my god he's been so solid uh and there's a the particular body shape that he has off his left like it's it's his right hand on top so he's coming across his left and you can it's like do you know the great shot of jamesy taking the point yeah uh at the, in the dying seconds like and and once jamesy went to his left you were just like, perfect, that's where you want it. Like it's go- he's going over the shoulder, he has all that lovely control of the, the shot across the body. And Dierman O'Keefe is doing that all the time, he's coming up mm. with three points and from 150 and yards
0: that. out sometimes.
1: Oh my god, he's been yeah. he's been brilliant. And he's a good tenacious back as well. Like there's yeah. certainly nothing wrong with his defending capabilities.
0: Current all star midfield, but obviously he's made his he's made his name as a wing back, and that's where he's kind of played most of us and probably even still is really in Davies' system. But um, funny, mm. the question I'd have on him is is he feels like someone that's been around for a while, but it's only... I, well, has, has he massively improved or have people just kind of copped on that he's, a, he's more of a key player on the team then? Do, do you see what I mean by this? Sometimes I these do, players tend uh, to be around for a few years and people say... He's one of the 15, and then like you're kind of watching your fifth Wexford match of the season. I think that might be something to do with the new system as well. And you're going, Hold on, this is actually a key guy. This is like this is one yeah. of the main guys in the team. I don't know. I feel like he has improved, <clears throat> and I think both are probably true, is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I think he's I think he hit his potential. I mean, I think yeah, he just played his potential, and I think he's been fairly unflinching in it. Um, because there's not much, there's not much bravado there's not like D is quite uh, he's he's kind of he's just quite grateful <laughs> he just kind of strikes me yeah. very grateful to be playing the game that's kind of how he feels about it and he gets to be he get, he's gotten to the top of his game now and he doesn't think it's a big deal to be at the top of his game he's just I think I get the sense he's a fellow who's happy to be at the top of his game like to be lucky enough mm. to be to be in that you know so I don't think he's suffered that runaway feeling that other players sometimes get uh, when things start going really well for them. But he, yeah. he certainly it took him time. D wouldn't be I wouldn't say as a younger man, uh hugely confident in himself. Okay. I, I could be I could be wrong in that. I don't know. Um I I just got the sense that maybe he was very young starting off maybe and he wasn't so confident in himself as a as a hurler. I'm not sure. But my God, when he when he started going in, I don't know, was it in fifteen or sixteen? Yeah, was the last league, three thinking, four years he's
0: been exceptional. Uh, just, he really wow, has. Wow, yeah. this
1: is this is yeah. this is brilliant. This is absolutely brilliant. And also yeah. that, that that you you like, he can play at midfield as well, which is has you know, that you can move him around. You know.
0: Yeah. Now you've left the number six open there. Now that's uh, I know you played a lot in the wing back position. You played in midfield. You played in the forward line. I think. Uh, Always fancied yourself as a centre back, though, didn't you guys? So that's where you picked yourself, is it?
1: And the captain as well. Fattery I mean Fattery used to always say centre back and captain, like that's your, that's the linchpin of your team. And look at some, yeah. of, you know, some of the great players centre backs. I think it's Shawnee McMahon before anybody else, but like centre back is like such a linchpin position. I mean, when you talk about going to going to war with a team, like if you needed to go to war with a team, I'd be picking Darren Stamp at centre back. Uh, yeah, he was just just such a, such a tyrant under the ball, and so strong, and you just would always be glad to have him in your dressing room. But I think <coughs> um, I think Declan wrote for a couple of performances that he gave. <coughs> Dovey doesn't like it. Dobie doesn't Dobby like, doesn't like it. it he <laughs> doesn't like it. Here, Dobie. So, he's heard
0: all the stories about Darren Stampy's very pissed off. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He <laughs> loves Stampy. Fuck, <laughs> Duffy oh, loves Stampy. But I, I think, I, 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 yeah, it's a tough battle there. I'd, I'd be really torn between the two because I loved playing with Stampy so much. But I thought mm. Declan Root was, yeah, I thought he had a great, a great, a good long innings and he was a good solid centre back. And then there were some days where he was just absolutely brilliant. And yeah. Some hot balls, gee, and max some of the catches I have in my mind's eye when I think about Declan Road coming down with the ball. He was just absolutely fantastic. I think towards the end, <clears throat> there was a couple of times he really, he really got the better of Shefflin in particular, and that was the that was the marker. Uh, but then I think he got maybe it, it didn't go so well towards the end, and that was kind of that was just maybe it then. But I definitely feel like Skippy was a, Declan Road was a yeah, he was a brilliant. He was a, 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 a bit of a. Of a, that's the body shape of it. He's a fine big center back, athletic, intelligent on the ball, you know, always trying to do the right thing with it.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, I just he was, he was he was he was a solid fella to have beside you for sure.
0: Okay, very good. Um, so that's the back line then, so it's pretty good. Uh, I suppose the biggest name, not the, oh, actually, look, I won't say anything because you never know. What no, you're like, at,
1: well, yeah, but, no, uh, Keith Rossiter Keith is definitely for me, probably one of the big omissions and the other one yeah. is Shawnee Flood. Shawnee Flood yeah. just. Almost on the basis of being a complete renegade and a head of hair and him and marking Christy <laughs> he Christy Hennessy out, yeah. was it that, against Cork and he's six foot six marking and Shawnee and Shawnee hooking him all day and he had the hurl upside down picking the ball up and he was just an iconic player in my mind as a young fella. So there's some fellas in there's a plenty. Sean Murphy I think has been brilliant over the last few years as well. There's been there's plenty of players missing out there, but look at yeah. that's that's the way it is. Yeah. Um midfield then. Uh, I suppose George O'Connor is is like more of a. I, I'm not even sure I'm basing on his hurling. Like he's just his presence. It's just George O'Connor. Like he's just George O'Connor. He's midfield on the Wexford team for the last 30 years, uh, unquestionably. Uh, yeah. Him and him, him and Adrian Fenlon. Adrian uh, Fenlon, yeah. F- fe- like the, in the modern game, maybe Fenno might struggle more because it's so much about possession and. Adrian Fenland's biggest attributes were his ability to move the ball at speed uh, and players like forwards knew that on the inside so you'd, it was a great benefit when you played with, uh, as an inside forward with Fennell, that it was just coming and it was coming fast mm. and you were going to as a forward you always thought you'd be out thinking you'd be faster at out thinking the, the, the back like and you know what Fenno's going to do he's going to lash on it every time and he did uh, so he was and he was hes an idol of mine from when I was younger as yeah well. I play, I just when you came into brilliant when you
0: came into the team then in kind of what was it, oh, 03 or 04, and mm. I know you're playing, and that team, like, you know, the, I know you weren't uh, necessarily playing, um, I, you played in the, the championship that year. I know, probably not in the Leinster championship, though, but like the, mm. to have the likes of Fitzhenry and Fenlon and uh, Rory McCarthy and these lads that had kind of like stayed on, for, it was only eight years after the All Ireland. Like fall, a kid
1: in a candy shop, Mick. Yeah. It's like yeah. a kid in a candy It's shop. a that mad feeling, like, yeah. I couldn't wait to go training. I couldn't wait, like, and and Rory would pick you up, and Larry Murphy would be in the car, and they'd be telling stories about shit that they used to be up to when they were playing, and <laughs> after they were playing, and I just thought it was the greatest thing ever. Like, I just, I was so enamored by them you know it was lovely and they were they were just good crack like they were just good solid fellas and they were training hard they were making a serious they were they weren't holding back like they were going full, full, full throttle so you couldn't you know they weren't you weren't questioning them like they had a good solid application to what they were about like and I admired that about them as well but it was also yeah, Fennel, Adrian Fennell, like midfield. I Remember marking him in a game up in town one day, and and kind of went in. It was 0 three, and I was brought into the training panel, uh, and and I, jeez, I gave him every bit of it. Now I, I ran all over the field, and 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 kind of got the better of him, and, I, and he kind of acknowledged it as well. Uh, now the next time I went in, he ran me up and down the field, cleaned me out of it, right? destroyed Didn't me. Beat him or twice. And, <clears throat> no, not a chance. But but he, he but he he was. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about his. Yeah, I just, he had a great, he a great presence in midfield. He was, he was, he was for his time.
0: Yeah, and a uh, uh, brilliant uh, midfielder. You're saying he might not be as suited to today's game, but he also had a, a, a mean sideline cut before mean sideline cuts were cool as well. <laughs> before, My, before the yeah. likes of uh, Mark Coleman and, and Joe Canning and the boys were. Uh, Tapping him, yeah,
1: yeah, he was genie. The perfect, you know, that right hand on top, like open side swing, he had a perfect, perfect, perfect swing. And as he sent the sideline in, Owen Quigley got a hook on Peter Barry under the Cusick stand in 04 against Kilkenny, and uh, Fenno came over to the sideline, and I think we were two down. And I was thinking, "Geez, what will he do? Like, is he just going to have to put it over the bar? Because it seems every time he takes a sideline, has to go over the bar." And I was wondering, "What's he going to do?" And of course, he put it into straight into Peter Barry's hand, which happened yeah. to be the perfect place to put it, uh, <laughs> as, it as it turned out. <laughs> um, but it was, yeah, Fedo is I just, I see that you see the shape of him. You know, it's this. It's interesting thinking back because you just see like body shapes. You know, like. To think that that's what you'd remember about. I think like Francis Bacon, one of those uh, famous Irish artists, has one one of the exhibitions that he has, or or I think maybe his his studio is redone in the National Gallery of Art or somewhere. And in that, there's all of these, uh, I think sculptures or or drawings that are about to be sculptures of footballers and hurlers taken out of context for the way that their bodies contort coming up to catch a ball oh, or yeah. whatever. And this was what some of the sketches and stuff that he was working on, and i Fenno on the back of Poland is like one of those images that is just that sage and fennan and my that's what I see, you know I don't mm. see the the points or the I, I just see that and yeah. and, it's, and it's and it's perfect, it's beautiful, you know.
0: I love that. I love that. Mm. Um, right there we got six players left, six forwards. Let me tell you now, every single one we've done of these now, there's been generally there's normally seven forwards or something that are picked and we have to leave one out even though they've got more votes in the cornerback or something like that people do vote for the forwards and also it's always where the most contention is because yeah they're the, they're the people remember they're the heroes god like you know as, as a i you know as bad and all as that is to the to the to the backs it's just the reality of the way people vote for this so i'm pretty sure wexford is not is no different because for a start i've got about six I've got about ten names in my head yeah. uh, going around. And that's just off the top of my head, and I'm probably forgetting one or two. So hard yeah. to whittle it down to six. What have you gone yeah. for in the half forward line anyway?
1: I think we can we can leave the wing half forward number ten the same as we left George at midfield, and just say iconic wing yeah. forward Martin Story. Sorted. Well done, Martin. Thanks very much because you were just brilliant. It was great. It's great yeah. to that, that you won so many frees by fouling other players, uh, and then we're going around. <laughs> finishing balls at and Centre and they made a comeback and was brilliant again and it was just it was great thanks very much uh, I went with Chinner at centre forward Lee Chin of the, yeah. of the, of the current crop uh, I, think, I think Lee Chin comes in for very very unfair criticism to be honest uh, I know that he is uh, exalted and put up on a pedestal like you know if there's a question on racism in the GA or something like that like you know you get Lee Chin to come out and say something that's how the media works uh, and sometimes I think that that's like people see that and oh he's in the media again he's in the media again and stuff like that and I, Irish people uh, as we have or as, as is our want with the tall poppy syndrome sometimes when fellas
0: mm.
1: get themselves in the paper a bit too much you know looking forward to cut them down and I think sometimes you know, there was talk about Lee Chin being new. He was—he was—he was, he was gone a professional harder, and he was gone to pot. And he wasn't good, and he was poor in performances and all that stuff. And I—he was still driving things on. Like he was still doing way, way more than the vast majority of the other people around him. Like that was, to me, was just yeah. unquestionable. Okay, he set a high standard for himself and maybe he wasn't reaching that standard, but that's fine too, because you just go through those to just go through yeah, those periods. Yeah, and I don't yeah, think yeah. I don't think it warrants the criticism, you know. Um, and I didn't I, think it warranted the criticism. I, I
0: did think he, he obviously won an all-star last year, and I did think like outside of you're being completely correct in one of those like held to a higher standard type hurlers of which there's always gonna be a few. And yeah. it can be unfortunate because, like, I think Tony Kelly has that kind of problem in care as well. Like, if he doesn't get one six in a match, he's just not doing. Yeah. It. He hasn't fulfilled his potential, and so 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 on and so forth. But even taking that aside, I thought there was a marked improvement in Chin's performance last year. And one of the things I think thought it was that he got himself. He just found a way of getting himself more into the game. That it was like he 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 had I I actually don't have the stats on possessions and they could end up just being the same you know when when you get those stats or they yeah, surprise yeah, you. yeah but it felt like he was more involved in the crucial moments anyway and some of his catching and his fielding for like is I he he's the best at that in the country like definitely the best forward at it in the country anyway and Wexford played to his strengths yeah. way more last year and some like of that and I thought we saw as as good as he's been for a long time we saw him at his true potential last year you know. Mm. and there's there's, like you know he would if Wexford had got on to that next level and had got to the final like it would have been through his performances leading them there you know
1: um, I think I think like th- this is and this is the this is the great thing and you know how I feel about stats and the measurement of the game in general mm. uh, but one of the things that you can't measure uh, well, I suppose you can it's just I don't see it done very often <laughs> Is like after you know there's, there's there's in, like when you're playing the game, you'd feel it in the crowd too in a certain way. But when you're playing the game, there's shifts in momentum, like in a, you know, like in a boxing match when one fella has his five minutes or has his has his round, and the next fella might get the next two rounds, and then it might be another round. You know, there's these rhythms where one person is kind of on it or one team is on it, and the other team aren't quite on, and they'll have their purple patch or whatever they call it. I find that when there when the shift is taking place to somebody else's team. When it's moving away from Wexford, when that shift is taking place, when there's a score or a break in play or some kind of important moment, that's when the stat. I'd like to see those stats. I'd like to see how many balls leech in wins as that's happening. After they've conceded a goal, after they've, after there's been a break where momentum is about to sway. I think his is dependability when it's needed i think yeah. is what, what i've really been impressed with lee uh, in his development because i've been looking at lee from a very young age and yeah, thought. and and i know he's um, he holds he, he, he holds me in a in a in a in a very respectful regard uh, at something that is is very humbling for me as well because i think so much of lee so i'm looking at him as a little bit of a i feel like at times almost like an older brother like i'm looking at him thinking like okay where where are you In your Relationship with the game At the moment Like is it The Lee Chin show Or is it Is this like The Like the Dara Ryan The The Feno the, that, that, that 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 Application uh, Of Of honesty With the game That Brent Cody and those Talk about so much And I feel that I feel that he has that in abundance, and that he has used it at very important times. And okay, he mightn't have had a good, a great year a couple of years ago, and maybe people were writing about that and giving him a hard time for it. But I don't think it really matters. I think that he's been a great clutch player from from you know, yeah. like clutch, clutch player. It's not really our phrase, but yeah, that's what it, I suppose that's what it is when when yeah. it's needed.
0: Said, yeah, yeah, yeah scruff of the, scru- 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 the neck player is what I always call that, you know. Yeah, yeah, just, like, I like that when, when it's like needed. That. Yeah, like, but um, I, I think I think that's a very good point because I said that I was actually almost laughing at the idea of like what his possessions were because I had that argument about Joe Canning a couple of years ago when, when he won the year and it was somebody was talking about how low his possessions were and I was like, but we are not watching the matches, like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah, there's a very yeah. similar thing with, with each Chib- the. <laughs> That's our bullshit. They're not bullshit. They, they're a very good way yeah. of looking at things if you, if you need, but they can't be the only thing, you know? Um, no, th- you can't think, depend on them. I think you're dead right there. Um. So Martin, sorry, and Lee is not a bad half-forward line. This is what we were talking about earlier on. Uh, I, who, who's with them? But it's kind of what we are talking about earlier on. It's like we could be we could be talking all the, the Um, all the negatives in the world but when you put this 15 together it's going to be as good as anything to you yeah (laughs) yeah.
1: for sure it is I mean the next fella uh, the next fella is um, again there's a move there's a a move of his body frozen in my mind and it was against Galway in 1996 where he was coming out racing out Fenno of course was after pulling on a ball Fenno took a sideline knocked it was terrible went like four yards George was I think it was George was on his knees uh, and pushed it back out to Fennell who just leathered it on the ground as he as he would flew off the back of that lovely Albert Randall that he used to use across the field and Rory Mack came flying out towards because he knew Adrian Fennell was going to the only thing he was going to do was pull on it across the field because that's what he did Mack came out to it don't remember who was marking him, right on his back. He had to take it in his right hand and go left. That's what it looked like was going to happen. And out of nowhere, he took it in his left hand, turned in front of his man and went up the inside and ran over and put it over the bar. And he was, I think, just after scoring a goal maybe as well. But that move like this the audacity of of the move and in his when he was young Rory like 19 he was like maybe 20 when they won the Ireland in 2021 like he was just yeah he was a delightful yeah. player in Wexford to have and then I ended up I suppose being a club mate of his and I saw him playing with, with got to play with him with the Martins and play with him with Wexford and I just thought that he was it, you know it's a hard one Like He's not the fella As you're saying Like with Stampy You know He's not the fella Who you necessarily Want to go to war with Like he's not the fella Who you want to send out Of the trenches first But he'd be up there With a sniper rifle And he'd be taking out <laughs> Everybody Because Because his 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 accuracy Like his accuracy And his I never saw him off balance, you know, make Amazing thing. I yeah, never, yeah. ever, ever can remember in all the years playing with Rory McCarthy, see him being off balance for the minute in the game. And I missed, would you believe? Um, you definitely would believe, but I missed a free uh, against Burr in the Leinster semi-final uh, with the Martins after we won the championship in 2008. And I was really singing now at the time, myself and Owen had a, had a right day in midfield and things were going really well and I missed a free at the end to win the game and it went extra time and uh, we were beaten. Uh, and I was, I'd be gutted after a loss anyway, the best of times, uh, amateur club, obviously even more so, but I, what surpassed that feeling of loss was that I had let down Rory McCarthy who was still playing. I really felt I was I was I was unconsolable. Like I just I, I felt I let him let him down and that's how I felt about him. And I don't know. Maybe there's better forwards in the game in Wexford but I as, as I said earlier like it's my team like yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't
0: think many and, would argue with you to have Rory McCarthy in there either. I know oh, sometimes like, you can be worried that you're putting a club man in but like I don't think yeah. I, I was going to ask you is Rory McCarthy one of those players that might be like Underrated around the country, it but not in Wexford. But maybe I'm wrong with that. But you could also yeah. someone that could play anywhere, like you know, because yeah, could, you could have like, picked him in midfield or yeah, wing back as well, like you know. So. I
1: just thinking like the goal yeah. against Cork, like right position, right time. Rory McCarthy every day of the week. That was always going to be Rory McCarthy in that spot. The goal against Limerick when the ball came down over his head and he doubled out of the air. I mean such one of the greatest goals ever scored and it was very little mentioned about it because Limerick weren't going so well at the time Wexford weren't going so well at the time so was, I don't know it just kind of seemed to be bypassed a bit but you look at that goal again mm. like it was, it was outrageous Like, and, and that was the stuff some people do that stuff I think and it happens and it's a freak and everything else Roy McCarty was doing that stuff all the time because he had yeah. this balance I don't know what it is but the balance stands out with Roy McCarty he had this balance where he was always in he was always doing the right thing you know and yeah he'd be he's
0: yeah there we go right so that's as good as a half forward line as you find as I kind of alluded to there and you've still got the the full forward line to go so um,
1: yeah but to be forward. honest the full forward line was a tough one and I think it's yeah. going to be a tough one in Wexford I think this is one of the things like the likes of Roy McCarthy, like he was uh, this quintessential you know some of those players we've described now were quintessential players for their position and their time yeah The full forward line. I think I always feel like, you know, Joe Canning or Owen Kelly or Shefflin. Like some, sometimes I felt like, you know, we get a great young player and we'd want them to be the next Nicky Rackard, and we'd Mm -hmm. almost pronounce it upon them. And the second that it's pronounced upon them is the second that that possibility to me ends because you're saddling them with such an expectation in a county where you're not winning enough to to, to, to warrant uh, the kind of effort that it takes to be at that level and stay at that level over a long period of time. Uh, so I don't feel like, I, I feel like we missed those quintessential forwards yeah. uh, at times. That, and it was what cost us the most. It, yeah. So I, I, I find that there's a, a, a good few players who, who could slip into the, the full forward line. Uh, I went with Tom Dempsey corner forward. hmm uh the last few minutes of the Leinster final against Offaly in nineteen ninety six, Kilkenny in the first round, then Dublin and then Offaly, We bet Offley and it there's moments like you know, there's like the goal against Limerick was one thing, like you know that's that wins in Ireland and that's fine, but <clears throat> I was going to games with, Wex- for Wex- with Wexford since the early '80s or whenever I was old enough to be allowed to go with my father, and I was watching us heartbroken, my heartbroken father watching us getting beat. In every year in the 80s and the early 90s and going down to the league finals in Cork in 93 or Tardis and mm. getting led by Cork on the third day and 91 and 92 and 90 and DJ Carey taking 14 steps and scoring a goal and Adrian, <laughs> and Adrian <laughs> Hold on, How getting, long so are we was, into this now before <laughs> <Jesus, laughs> so <a> DJ <laughs> Adrian Ronan getting, getting I don't know was a Padge Court or who it was got him sent off and all of the disappointments it was just this long list of disappointments Um that created a huge, huge block in wexford Harden. And yeah. that's what Liam Griffin was charged with removing. He wasn't charged with making more skillful players or like that. He was charged with, could a man come in and remove this these shackles around wexford hurlers, And he did. And I remember it happening. I remember the moment that it happened. Now, it may have happened for the players at a different time, but... The last seven or eight minutes of, or the last maybe four minutes of the of the Leinster final, finally this just this 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 fell off. The the shackles fell off extra people, and Tom Dempsey was knocking points over from the front row of the Hogan stand at one stage on the 14, and you're like, oh Tom, what are you doing? Sure, go on and do it anyway, and he did it and I went over the bar, and it was like he just kept doing it and it was just, all I, I could just see Cropark. Park, like, the whole place was dancing, like, it was just yeah. dancing and he was leading the dance in that moment and it was a dance out of the shackles of disappointment and pain and struggle and these aren't real things in a way versus the real struggle and pains of life but they also are kind of real too, you know, there's a lot, there's a big, big value in being able to be that delighted and, yeah. Wexford people were beside themselves with delight when he was going through that glory. Four or five minutes, his career isn't is certainly far, far greater than that, and contributed so much more. But I always feel like that moment was like he, Tom Dems, That's the moment, and he was he was he was lighting it up.
0: I love it. I love it. That's a that's a really brilliant description of uh, of why a player might make it into a, a, a team of thirty years for a team mm. for for a five minute period alone. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it, it yeah, Comes yeah. everything up like you know. Um, mm. two more spots then. <laughs> I love that you've got this decided, but you're, you're you're thinking about a change, aren't you? I still am. I <laughs> yeah. still
1: am. Yeah, I still am. I, I went with Paul Codd on the other side.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, oh god, he's someone uh, I've forgotten about, but Paul Codd, of course, yeah. has to be in this team. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: like could have been in a couple of positions. Yeah. Um, r- like renegade, like a renegade, uh, yeah, fucking unmanageable renegade of a hurler. Like, <laughs> sorry, um, yeah, can I just interrupt there and just had the, the famous story about Paul Codd.
0: Is that um there was some issue with oh god, I'm gonna arseway, get this story arseways, you might know it better than me. But that um the there was a dispute with the county board one year over equipment or something like that. So Paul Cod started hitting twenty-one yard trees out of the ground so that the so that the, the county board would lose the slitters. <coughs> did,
1: it <laughs> did it for years did it for years While playing Championship hurling like you know <laughs> in, in his last year he was still doing it. <laughs> As, as far as he could hit that ball, he was hitting it. That was it. There was no yeah. two ways about it. And it was because of the dispute. Like, it wasn't just because he was wanted to do it for the sake of it. Like, he, you know, he felt maybe he was being wronged or there was something being wronged and he was right and the wrong. And I did always find that he has that... Uh, there's something... Yeah, like... Uh, you don't know what it is about Paul Codd. Like, it's such a strong, such a strong forward. Like, such a strong, strong forward. Very dependable. Great free taker. Good, good hand. Uh Yeah, like, there's not, there's not as many moments that stand out for me with Paul Codd. I remember, I remember thinking at one stage, I he was very young, I think it was maybe he was 19 or 20, like again, when I like, won the ireland and I thought, thought, yeah, maybe it was better better that he wasn't on the team in the Ireland final. Now I was only a young fella making that decision. Am I mm. thinking about it now? Uh, but for what he contributed then afterwards, like, um, I love playing with him. I love playing. Now, there's a fella now who just, okay, like, let's go into battle here because Paul, Paul Conn is Paul on our side. Like, you know, and also then had the skill and the accuracy and... And the and the and I I've always been attracted to the, the that renegade type player, like who can put the ball wide from the twenty one but can hit the ball off their left from the sixty five while falling over. Like that's <laughs> that kind of player, the uncertainty. I love yeah. that kind of uncertainty yeah. in a player. Yeah. Uh, even though it can be very, very frustrating. Um he so it's was, all natural,
0: yeah. isn't it? It's all hurling, like in <clears> someone like someone like that, and there, there there are players like that around the country. But they yeah, well, they I really do have a, a unique relationship yeah. sometimes with fans because they know what they're yeah. capable of. Like, yeah,
1: yeah, and they and they and and I think they're almost being legislated out of existence in the game now because there has to be this certainty, like of you know you have to like get your twelve plays and eight of them have to be positive and six of them have to go over forty yards or whatever it is possessions yeah. or you know there's there's this like strategic element that a, a player like Paul Codd just like wouldn't wouldn't fit into in any no. shape or form but but you'd, you'd be willing to bet like if you had a few more of them you'd be willing to bet the whole system to just get him in there like because yeah. he could do something that the system won't ever do like he could do something that the system can't legislate for because he just had that that that, that way so Paul Codd is is uh, is in it corner forward um Rory Jacob like I I'd really battle with this one now with Rory Jacob because I really I played with Rory all all up along uh and I and I loved him as a player I loved him as uh, as a fellow who you could hit the ball into and be sure he'd do something with it and so he was he was a quintessential corner forward and um, and was a brilliant corner forward to me uh, or for me and it's a tough one it's a tough one uh to 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 between I'd say I could put Paul Codd in very easily, but could put Paul Codd in full forward and put Roy J. corner forward. Uh, and I don't know would it be a disservice to Conor MacDonald. Uh, I think sometimes there's, I, 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 I felt it before, I could be wrong, uh, it could be my own story, I don't know, but I felt it before, I remember when things started going well with Wexford at times that some of the lads, the older lads, uh, whose time was done but they hadn't quite let go of it, would have a little bit of resentment towards you in your prime uh i don't know i don't know that's something i felt anyway i thought that, yeah that was that was a thing uh i don't know do I, do I, yeah yeah I, I i i could be uh it could just be my own uh story i'm not sure and i feel like if i was leaving conor mcdonald out i'd feel like i'd be opening myself up to that type of a thought process in myself Okay. Uh, that he's, he's, the, the, he's the, the big man now uh, and a great forward and a great player. I do... Uh, is it critical to think of somebody not reaching their potential? Is it, like, is it critical to think of a fella and say, I want more for you? Because what you're saying basically is what you're doing isn't enough. But it's also great generosity in it because you're saying there's more. Mm. And I think there does need to be a little bit more, enough to make a team like this. Like I think in potential,
0: mm.
1: Conor MacDonald is a nailed on cert to this team. I think for what he gives in the times when he's not maybe on the ball or not having his best day or when... The Connor MacDonald show isn't on. I might take him off this and put somebody else in.
0: I understand so, what you're saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like he probably showed enough in last year's championship, would you say, that that, showed that I, I, he's heading I, in that direction
1: at least? Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. Up until last year, I think maybe I'd have been saying, look at, it's grand. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I do think, I do think maybe, because I saw it happening to a player before, I do think it maybe happened with Connor very early on where he was the next the next Nicky sure. record, the next yeah. great Wexford hurler. Part of me thinks that he suffered from that. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, I, I don't know Connor, uh personally, so I, I could be very wrong. But I think that he has. I, I think that he has over time, or had suffered from it. But I would say last year is the first time that I saw more the kind of the kind of certainty of application over 70 minutes that only can come when you're purely genuinely with the game and not with yourself in the game Mm. that thing that i was describing earlier And I think when Brian Cody talks about genuineness and honesty with the game, that's what he's talking about. He's talking about, were you with the game for 70 minutes or were you with yourself for 10 of it and with the game for for 60? And I think sometimes I got the feeling that Conor McDonald was maybe with himself more than he was with the game on days and for such a great and potentially big player that that frustrated me hugely looking at him play. Mm. Now, that may all be... Way too deep, and way too much to be thinking about it. I don't know, but I've been battling with it for a while because I've wondered, uh, and I'm just articulating and now. I suppose what those thoughts are. But I suppose uh, you could even simplify it.
0: You could even simplify it. you know, it could it could be it could all mean the same thing ultimately if it just came down to the fact that. Maybe things stalled for a couple of years, and there was a reapplication, or or maybe you know you could say if it's being unfair or not to to ask for more. But you know, I think that if Wexford are going to get to that next step where they're not losing an All Ireland final by a point, I think yeah. the manager and I think all the players <clears> will know that one of the players they probably need more out of is their marquee full forward, and I think that that's something that he will know too. You know, so whether whether people yeah. want to hear it or not is another thing. <clears> uh, you Know, I, I don't think it's arguable that, that Conor McDonald at the moment is somebody who is slowly fulfilling his potential, but there mm. is still a potential word there. He hasn't reached that, that 100% yet, you know? Yeah, and very I think interesting when you have, idea, when, you know?
1: when you have a, the, the year you're talking about, like you had mm. last year, then the next year becomes very, very important because, yeah. like, well, Needs what are, year, like, yeah, yeah. Are, are we going to see here? Like, are <clears> we going to <throat> see when you come on the scene, you burst onto the scene? And everybody was talking about you, and it was going well. And then maybe it was a little bit quieter. And then it was. Now we're back to okay. This is Connor McDonald coming to his milk. Like this is Connor McDonald coming to, he's starting to sing. And that for his potential, uh, I think that needs to last for five or six years. Yeah,
0: it, it,
1: it, that, that's what you expect out of a player of that quality.
0: Yeah, you know? he he's still only twenty four. He'll be twenty five by the time the, the, the winter championship comes around. Like so mm. he is kind yeah. of at that stage now where you can't be worrying about potential anymore, like you know, but uh but still someone that you've chosen, which I think talks to how much you do respect his talent that we if we are only going by what's happened in the last thirty years, he still probably has shown enough to even still yeah. be the most dangerous
1: full forward that you could pick <clears throat> on this team, you know. Or like, not. Yeah. I don't know. No, for sure, and I mean, yeah. like Billy, Billy Byrne, who, who, who—Billy like, has to come off the bench. That's what he does. He comes Billy's on and gets coming two off, goals off the bench. <laughs> Billy's coming off the bench, but like all those fellas in the forwards, I feel like are 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 some way blessed to make it ahead of Owen Quigley, who was just the most, like yeah. the most enjoyable player to play with in my entire career. But I, I feel it'd be like putting myself on it as to put mm. Owen Quigley on. To <laughs> It, like, Your best mate. Uh like it was just such a just such a joyful player to to play with. Uh, Larry Murphy, yeah. centre forward, another one left off. Yeah, yeah. There's there's, there's, there's a few off the kind of
0: 1916. There's Gary Laffin um, Gary even Laffin. going into the backs then as well. Uh, I think people will have been kind of well, I was anyway. I suppose was surprised not to see Larry O'Gorman uh, there, but I can't argue. Jesus, with Larry O.
1: Jenny man, oh, That's I forgot about him. Shocking. <laughs> it's not that I forgot about it, but I was just like, oh shit, that won't do. (laughs) Larry, oh, like, my God. Yeah, that's a serious omission. And then again, like, like,
0: look at it, you've got, you've got Liam Dunn, Declan Root, and Dio Keefe as your half back line. Um, It's not an easy decision, (laughs) you know, Um, but there's, again, the fact that we're having this conversation shows you that, even if you did, just forget it. Uh, it just show you that um there's more again, we started off this conversation on a kind of a somewhat of a a negative vibe almost, but like you know, yeah. <clears throat> trough, but the peaks have been pretty good over the last thirty years for X. Yeah,
1: yeah, they certainly have. Uh the load, like I, I I'm I'm beside myself now, Mick. I don't know if I could <laughs> let a team I don't know if I could let that i let go you
0: out. have I'll let you have one one change without on, so, without
1: yeah. Larry O. Like I just don't know that it'll be right. Is it um, is
0: it move Liam Dunn to centre back where he played and the- I
1: I I think I would. I you yeah. know what? I think I would. I think I'd have Larry O wing half back, and I put Liam Dunn in centre, and Skippy is gone down beside Billy Byrne, and <laughs> he's going to be coming on when Larry O gets tired, maybe, or if uh, Liam Dunn gets sent off, we might need to bring in uh, another half back. All right. Uh, but yeah, no, Larry O like. Whew thanks for that you <laughs> <forgot> that um, <laughs> who else who else did you have who else was who else was coming
0: um, in? Who, who else was on the the um, Gary Laughan, Uh who else then you're looking at I don't know the few players kind of from your era that I thought, I thought you, you mentioned um,
1: John O'Connor
0: yeah, that's actually the first person that came into my head a little bit as well, you know, was um and uh, Jonathan, but the, like David O'Connor in your ear. There's a good few kind of Knock, players yeah. there that that like had really, really good careers, you know, and I think it's fair enough that they're probably not on this, but that, again, when you think <clears throat> of that Weckford team, you mightn't have had the big wins, but you had a lot of performances and you had a lot of kind of... Um, a lot of big days, like you know that, that people will remember. I suppose maybe it's just my age talking as well. You know, as in that's the team that I probably remember the most. But uh, mm. yeah, look, I mean, I th- I think I think you look at this team, Dermot, and you get like say now that you do have Larry in there? Uh, no, again, no disrespect to who was a great hurler and was around for a long time. But if you look at um, five to twelve of Larry O'Gorman, Liam Dunn, um D O'Keefe, George O'Connor. Adrian Fenland, Martin Story, Lee Chin, Rory McCarthy. I like we've done Tip, we've done Clare, um, we've done Waterford, um, in the hurling so far. And I, I, don't think you're getting too much better as as a kind of a as a, as a core group. And you've got obviously yeah. Damien Fitzhenry and Goal. Like you know what I mean? Maybe it is that. Maybe it is the kind of full forward line is just slightly on that on that level below, and maybe that's what the the, the difference has been. But uh, yeah,
1: some very very yeah. good
0: curlers have, have, <laughs> uh, have come and gone in Wexford over the last thirty years.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. That's a, I think that's the balance. That's the balance of something wasn't sitting perfectly with Skippy there either. It was a little bit like for centre-back, such an integral position. Like I was wondering about him or Stampy, but I think, yeah, I'd, I'd leave that out altogether. I'd have to put in Larry O and Liam Dunne in centre-back where he was an excellent player as well. And I think that's a little bit more balanced as a team now. And they're, that's the team I'd I'd go to support for sure. I'd like to play on it, of course, as well. But yeah, I'd go... Well, I'd go, I'd look, I'd go sure I go in the I, subs there somewhere.
0: Well, look, people can vote themselves and I'm not going to say vote for Dermot Ling uh, or, you know, you can just throw in. Throw in Gizzy, sure, and I, I'll count the votes for him but, uh, you know, yeah, he yeah. is definitely available for selection. He's just not going to pick himself. Too much of a gentleman for him. <laughs> uh, Dermot, thanks a million for your time. Thanks for picking your team. It's not the easiest thing in the world as people will know but, look, sure, if people mess yeah, up and yeah. leave Larry O'Gorman out wherever, you can always go back and vote again. It's not not a big issue, whatever. Yeah. Just go on to, to Balsalli and you can do it. Um, uh, until Friday and we'll, we'll get the votes together and announce uh, Wexford's 15 for 30 on Friday. Dimmer Ling, thanks again. Lovely stuff, Mick. Thanks very much, man. I'm off to watch uh, Rory McCarthy's goal against Limerick that I don't remember on oh, YouTube. So I'm going to go geez. and find that now.
1: <laughs> Definitely send me a message. Definitely send me a message when you watch it. Definitely send me a message.
0: Thanks Lovely. again. Thanks again. And we'll be back next week with. Uh, I th- we're back to football next week. I think we're doing Kildare, but uh, that'll all be confirmed when we uh, when we announce Wexford's team on Friday. But
1: we'll I want to vote for Johnny Doyle in advance. I think Johnny, Johnny Doyle. Doyle might make the team. Yeah, right, yeah,
0: him and Dernberger. I think he should. I think he
1: should. <laughs>